When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Sitting in for Tom Bernard, I'm Dave Schrader, along with breast surgery master Ralph Basham, MD, Andy Brent Bernard, Cassie Schrader, Kristen Burke, joining us in just a few moments. Stay tuned. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Welcome back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Sitting in for Tom Bernard, I'm Dave Schrader. Joining us on the line now, Kristen Bird. Hello, Kristen. Oh, please me? be there, Kristen. I wanted to talk to you so much. Hold did on. You? I think I can fix it. Ralph, did you Perfect. will there her off the air? Kristen, are you with us? I'm here. Oh, Hello. there she is. Oh, good to have you back. We were getting nervous there. The show was ready to collapse because we couldn't get you online, Kristen. Skype is being just the <laughs> worst. Know. Everyone kept hanging up on me. <laughs> if, you're, if you're involved with Scientology, are you able to uh, uh, disconnect people off the phone mentally? They, they claim yes. a lot of things you're able to do. Wow. Yeah, yeah well, that's part of press people. Is that, to what are you supposed to do? You're not supposed to talk to anyone. You're supposed to completely dissociate yourself from anyone who is no longer a part of Scientology if you're still a Scientologist. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a shame. Well, it sounds like some number of religions are like that. It's not, not unique in that regard. <laughs> because so everybody. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Everybody else is not going to make it. That's that's unless you're a big shot like Tom Tom Cruise, then you can talk to anybody. Oh, I see. Right, because you're still the face. You're you're the recruiter. I see. 
Except he can't talk to his daughter. He doesn't have his youngest daughter, sorry. Well, you know, I've, I've got kids. I understand that need, too, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've got to know, Kristen, are you heading off to uh, western Arkansas by any chance? No. <laughs> What's in western Arkansas? <laughs> well, uh, I guess, according to ABC News, you can lose your blues now because a town has tossed their footloose anti-dancing law. Hmm. So, oh! That's right. Kevin Bacon going to show up? I'm hoping. Officials in a West Arkansas city say residents can finally kick off their Sunday shoes. Fort Smith city directors recently repealed a 1953 ordinance that essentially outlawed public dancing on Sundays. Locals who knew about the law called it the Footloose Ordinance, nicknamed for the 1984 movie starring Kevin Bacon about a town that banned dancing and rock and roll music. City director Andre Good introduced the repeal after a resident told him about the antiquated law which barred the operation of public dance halls or any place with dancing on Sundays. The ordinance came amid a series of blue laws established in Arkansas that banned all sales and most labor on Sundays, according to the Encyclopedia of Arkansas History and Culture. So welcome to the 21st century, guys. I'm glad you're allowed to dance on Sundays now. <laughs> I'd be arrested like every day because that's I dance around the house all the time. Yeah, they, on the morning show they told they told the old story of um, uh, a, a couple that uh, their religion did not not allow them for dance, and they questioned them. They said, "Well, do you ever have sex standing up?" And they and they said, "No, for fear that we'd think we'd be dancing." Right. <laughs> and that's always a John By- an old John Biner joke, I guess. <laughs> So what, uh, what's going on in the, in the world of uh, entertainment right now, Kristen? Uh, you know, a lot of things. I think the big story, especially in the last 24 hours in terms of movies, has been are we suffering from rock fatigue? Uh, because his movie did not do well this weekend, Skyscraper. Um, he was beaten by Hotel Transylvania 3, not even the original, Whoa. 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely am. There, there was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, if you have any fear of heights or anything, a lot of looking down off the side of the skyscraper. And, and I don't know, I saw that, oh, man, it's not going to go well with Lindsay. So. Yeah, we oh, talk- it did not go well with me. I'm someone who can't handle heights, and I was white-knuckling it. My palms were sweating. And I'm watching a movie, and I'm like, I can't believe my palms are actually sweating off of something that I'm not really experiencing firsthand. It's you know, through the lens of a camera, but I can't handle heights at all. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I could never do this job. It, and it wasn't through the lens of the camera, it was lens, through the lens of CGI. I mean, that, a lot of that was just CGI, That's too. true. Oh, well, yeah, it was done in a green screen, yes. But, uh, you know, it is uh, one of those things that I could never be a window washer, per se. Oh, I God, could never no. work in construction um, of a high-rise building. I don't think I could even work, actually, on a really, you know, like a World Trade Center type of building because... Once you get up to a certain floor, you look out the windows, and it's just my knees go weak. Yeah, that's what my dad did. He did he did uh, high iron. He was an iron worker. Did the high iron, running around. They run around on that iron like monkeys. Unbelievable. That's incredible. It, it, it no is. fear. Uh, no fear, and they all have the same personality. Um, you know, you're always fearful when you talk to them that all of a sudden they're just going to snap and just break your jaw for you. I mean, it's true, true to that. I, 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 my dad was always a little edgy like that after his closed head injury, and I just thought it was the result of that. But no, every iron worker I've met, including people who are not here today, have that sort of little bit of edge to them. And you're just always, you know, a little bit concerned about that. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that, that must have been a dynamic home life there. Uh, well, no, yeah, wait, what? It, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was. I was never abused. I was never hurt or anything right. like that. But, you know, and, you know, I got spoken to, you know, if, if he asked me to do something and I could not respond in uh, what he thought was a reasonable amount of time, then I, I got an earful of, of one thing or another, how I couldn't do that. Or, or it, it wasn't that he was belittling me. It just he expected me to be able to do certain things. He says, go down and get a 3-inch, 3-16-inch uh, uh, bolt out of that uh, little drawer down there. And I'd be down there and say, what's a 3 bolt look like? <laughs> he'd come down and say, why don't you pay? He'd reach in the drawer, pick it out in a second, say, why don't you paint a picture for you, and then he'd leave. Good guy. He was a great, great man. Great guy. Somebody, Love him dear. Somebody needs therapy, Kristen. We need help. <laughs> is, this a good, is, this, is this a good time? Uh, no, not at all, actually. <laughs> know, is, it, is this a good time for me to break down? <laughs> God Dr. rest his Basham soul. Dr. loses it on air. God rest his soul. So the rock fatigue. I'm, yeah. You know, I don't know. Is it rock fatigue or is it just that the, that the topic didn't really capture people's attention? 
a lot of heat around the movie. I will say that. Um, but, you know, he's coming off of Rampage and he's coming off of Jumanji. So this is his third movie this year and we're only in July. He won't be seen on the screen, though, until July 2019. He'll be back with the spinoff for Fast and the Furious, which is going to be a monster hit. So we've, we've got about a year. So, we get, you know, if you have any rock fatigue, you don't have to worry about it right now. You get hmm. some time to rest. Well, you know, he seems to have found his niche in this kind of fantasy world entertainment stuff, right? Where he does like the sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth and and then he's done Jumanji and and then did Rampage and these were all kind of kids centric. These are that uh you know, he's the Rambo for the for the preteen set. He's the he's not, just hear me out. He is the Arnold Schwarzenegger heir to those parts because that was the Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of thing. He did the, some some hum, humorous things and he did, you know, that's what it was. It was just these muscle guy kind of movies. Interesting. That's what I, that's formula. what I said. I'm sorry? It's a formula that actors follow because it did work very well for Arnold Schwarzenegger and made him a global superstar. And I think, you know, The Rock knows that that certainly works. But I will say that three movies in a year is probably too much and that it's okay to do one, maybe two, and then kick back for a while. You've got currency of money. Uh, but Tom Cruise, he, he, he does more than that in a year, doesn't he? Not he necessarily. Does that one a year. Yeah, I was gonna say if we're lucky, maybe one every other year. I don't, you know. He did the Mummy was his last. Yeah, big but he one. does Jack Reacher, doesn't he? Right. Did the Mummy? Yeah. He does the Mummy. He does the uh, Mission Impossible series. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, he. Which will be, I think, the only one this year, right? Okay. Well, the Mission Impossible one. Yeah. Yeah, Mission Impossible comes out later this month. Okay. Yeah, so he he does one a year. Yeah, maybe that's the. And then he signed on to the uh, Top Gun sequel. Yeah. Which is shooting. That's exciting. Uh, after after all of his Mission Impossible uh, press, we'll yeah. get to see all of those. What happened with, well, you know, Goose's son is the big deal this time around because we know Goose didn't make it. Sorry if I spoiled it for anyone. <laughs> oh, 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 I still haven't seen it. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Thank Kristen. Thank you. Thanks. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, just, he How pre- have you not seen Top Gun? I know, yeah. right? It just never, it just didn't interest me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try him. Schlocky. I'm going to tie you down to the couch and like make you watch. He breaks his neck in the canopy. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, you're terrible. Oh, I'm just, I'm just like ruining it. It is the best movie. I love Top Gun. Mm. I've watched it a million times. I have a hard time believing that. You like that? You like that? And that soundtrack is so good. <laughs> I mean, Kenny well, Loggins, come on. I know. Didn't you like the? You like the vo- uh, women should have. I would think women and certain men should have liked the. Uh, uh, should have liked the volleyball scene. Oh yes. That is a you great know, scene. A lot of homoerotic, honestly. Well, but for you know, I think women should enjoy that. Were, those guys, those guys were uh, looking pretty good. Val Kilmer, Kilmer, man, I mean, that could have been his his peak. Oh, really? Tombstone. I think it was his peak, honestly. How I about mean, the when, doors? If you no. think about this, like, I'm talking when about has it, he been hotter? His physique. I'm talking about his physique. Oh, since you know, well, I am too. When has he been hotter? Yeah, when has he been hotter? <laughs> when has he been looked more ripped? Hmm. Ice man. It was. It was very. I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> Love that movie. My God, Basham, I'm learning more and more about you, and it's scaring the hell out it's of a, me. I, I thought that was a great scene. It was. It was just like, you know, eye candy for for you. For people. <laughs> for people. For people. <laughs> for people. You know? uh, well, all right. No, I, I've just never seen it. Uh, I, you know, I was a fan of Kilmer and some of the other movies he's done, but to me, he, he's hit or miss as well. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, he did Tombstone, which was decent. He did. Uh, he did the doors, which was phenomenal. It was. I mean, he was. He was Jim Morrison. Yeah. Man. Oh my God. That, I... We just bought that DVD yesterday because of that. I mean, that guy. He literally channeled the essence of that character. It's insane. Have you ever seen that movie, Kristen? I have. I'm just stuck on the fact that you bought a DVD. <laughs> oh, see, we, we've gone through this before. You know. I, I, I don't. You know. It's it, that's a 20th century solution for a 21st century problem. Yeah. And here's what happens, right? What. When, when the internet collapses upon itself and I can no longer access my digital stuff, I'll be able to still watch it at home by plugging it into my TV. But when that happens, who will want to watch it? Because you'll be, have your mind on other things. Me. I really like movies. So, Ralph, <laughs> like so movies. I'll continue to watch them on DVD. Melissa buys uh, DVDs all the time. She's got, she must have 100 DVDs. No, she's a rookie. Wow. So some people just <laughs> really... DVDs or Blu-rays. Well, a mix. Mix? She tries for the Blu-rays if she can. But... See, Kristen, does it? Do I at least get some credit the fact that I only pay like a buck forty-nine for my DVDs? Though I, I get them at like Goodwill and and places like that, mm. so that I'm not paying full price. That's a good bargain, especially if you get like a Criterion collection. 
Oh, they do yeah. the anniversary series of those. Those yeah. are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got the two disc uh, with uh, special with extra features and the documentary about Jim Morrison. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Get that extra content. <laughs> wow, you're geeking out on us here. We recently got the box set for Jurassic Park that came out for their 25th anniversary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the first four movies, so it included World, uh, all on Blu-ray. It was like $25. Well, yeah, you price. can't go wrong. I just Plus, the box has a button that you press, <laughs> and, it, and it plays the Jurassic oh. Park theme. So... It was this off the is this off the TV and and and, and for a limited time only. Right. <laughs> Listen to this. Yeah. Tell brings you the best of Jurassic That's Park. That's great. I uh, we got the I just bought the Mission Impossible five disc set because I wanted to kind of yeah. run through those again. But again, they're super cheap right now. DVDs, it's nothing. It's like for for all five movies, it's less than fifteen bucks. I think I got yeah. it for. You're so, not going to get the price like that on the internet. Yeah, that's true. But you know what I've done, and and I recommend a lot of people do this now, is I got rid of all the boxes. I yeah. just go, I buy like CD holders, uh-huh. and I'll go to Goodwill again where you get one that's got the slots for up to 100 CDs, and uh, you can buy them for 2 bucks, 3 bucks, or you can go to any one of the name brand stores and spend 30 bucks for the same thing. But I go get those, and then we just take the movies out of the box and slip them in the holders, so it only takes up a very small spot on our shelf. And I've got, we probably got about 500, 600 movies at home. That really sounds like a rationalization rather than uh, a necessity. Well, yeah. he, he organizes it. He has yeah. his superhero folder. Mm-hmm. He's got the kid movie folder. So it's very organized and nice. That's and you nice. can find your movies real fast. A lot of time at Goodwill. Yes. Yes. We yeah. love our Goodwill. Now, Krista might know this. Has there ever been, like, so for old video games, the rare ones... If you just have the game itself, it's worth a decent amount of money. But if it's in the box, then it's worth more. And if it's got the manual included, then it's worth more. Have there ever been any DVDs or Blu-rays like that where they have, like, this huge collector's value for being pristine? Ooh. Actually, there is. I don't... You can Google it. You know, I I don't... Yeah, if you Google, you know, collectible DVDs, it'll pop up and say, hey, if you have this version of it... This is what people are looking for. Like they used huh. to say with the uh, VHS tapes, there was the Black Diamond Disney series. And you'd see the little Black Diamond on there. And for a long time, people, that's the only ones they were seeking. And now you can go find them everywhere for a buck, buck and a half a piece. But supposedly the Black Diamond ones and then the Platinum ones were the, the ones you could sell for $500. But people get in and off of these deals. And, and you know, then all of a sudden Disney re-releases all the movies again. So it, it kind of takes the collectability out of cool. a lot of this. Wow, yeah, like... Rambo, the steelbook version. <laughs> yes. Kristen? It was only released on Amazon Germany. So there are about 2,000 of them only. And they're worth for anywhere between 300 to 500 bucks. Just because they have like a Germany like logo on them. Yeah. You will like this very much. Kristen, yeah. we got to go to a break. We'll come back. Uh, we've got Kristen, Burt on the air. We got Ralph and Andy. Tom is off for the day. Cassie's here. I'm here. Uh, we will be back. Uh, with more of the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Dave Schrader. Stay tuned. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with the client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855 855- 
855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Dave Schrader filling in for Tom. Tom will be back tomorrow. You know what, Kristen, I want to know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, the I've, I've tuned out of the uh, roasts that Comedy Central did. I, you know, there were a couple that interested me, and then I just felt like it was just a retread and rehash of the same deal. Now they've done the Bruce Willis roast, but everything I'm reading, <laughs> they're saying this might be one of the best roasts, period, that's ever come out. Have you yeah. have you been hearing the insider talk on it? Does it really seem to be this good, or is it is it just good press release info? Well, I am dying to see the moment where, and it's the last line of the entire roast, where Bruce Willis says, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, which has been oh, the biggest debate yeah. for years. And you have to remember, it came out in July of 1988. Yes, it does um, surround a Christmas, Christmas Eve and the, the entire Christmas holidays. However, <laughs> I've always thought it was never a Christmas movie, but people swear up and down that it's like the greatest Christmas movie ever. How can you say it's not a Christmas movie? It's got everything you could possibly want, right? It's got the holiday theme. You see Christmas stuff. You've got miracles that take place, <laughs> right? You've got uh, a man running barefoot over glass. He's like Moses walking on water out there, Jesus walking on water out there. You, this guy makes it through every twist and turn. If this is not just a, a version of the Christ story come to film, I don't know what we're talking about. Huh, a lot of a lot of parallel, a lot of illusions. Yeah, and lo- you know, a lot of symbolism in that movie. You know, maybe it is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Right. Because I'm pretty sure in the original iteration of the Bible, at some point, Jesus does say, yippee ki mother. <laughs> but I could be wrong. I don't know. It's been yes, a while since I've heard yes, But in Hebrew. So. <laughs> right. No, Aramaic. It was Aramaic. Aramaic, Aramaic he, spoke, yeah. he, spoke, he spoke Aramaic. I think it would be fun to learn to speak Aramaic. It would be. But I don't think you can. I think it's so lost that that's not happening. Or, or Navajo. You could learn to speak Navajo. Become a code talker. I, uh, I introduced my son, Linus. He wanted to start watching. So what are movies you like to watch, Dad? And I said, well, let's watch a good ca- Christmas movie together. And he rolled his eyes. He's like, that's not what I had in mind. I go, no, I think you're going to like this one. And I popped in Die Hard. So then once he saw it, we had to burn through every one of the Die Hard movies. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, well, okay, what's the next one? I said, the next one's another one of my favorite Christmas movies. And he goes, are you kidding me? I said, no, it's in the same vein. You're going to love it. Do you know which one I'm talking about, Ralph? Uh, uh, trains, Planes, and Automobiles. No. Oh, incorrect. Mm-hmm. Christmas movie. Though. Right, but, but in the same vein as Die Hard. No, I don't. How about you, Andy? Any idea? I don't think so. I Kr- think, Kristen, can you think of another I action adventure Christmas movie? No, because I'm going to go to Elf, and that's totally the wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, your, your version of action adventure is a lot different than mine. Uh, Lethal Weapon, exactly. the first one. Oh, Remember yeah. Mel Gibson's on the Christmas tree lot in the beginning of the movie? It's another Christmas-based movie. So that's what uh, we're going to work through this season is the Lethal Weapon series of <laughs> movies. Cute. Even though i got to face the fourth one. Uh, but the rest I'm looking forward to. Is four to. not so good? No, that's where they kind of got into it. You know, it was that let's do one more for the fans, and, oh. and it just didn't have that same kind of feel to it. I think that's, let's do one more for my pocketbook. Yeah, there's that, that too. too. But yeah. I did want to ask Christian my one summer home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to ask Christian one thing. Christian, have you ever watched a VHS movie? Yeah. Oh. oh. Definitely have, yeah. She watched them sit on a shelf as she walked by them, but she didn't actually watch them. I, we had tons of VHS tapes when I was a kid. Yeah, of course you did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, all the uh, Disney movies that came out on VHS, you know. Yeah, I think I had, like, Little Mermaid on VHS. Yeah, exactly, that kind of thing. But did you have the Little Mermaid with the <clears throat> penis cover? On VHS, um, it probably did. Even the movie? Yeah, the the movie, when it came out on, on VHS, the cover... <laughs> The the artist put in in the spiral of the spire of one of the uh, the um, pillars on pillars. the castle. Yeah, castle. behind them is very clearly a, a penis. Yeah, it's very phallic looking. Yeah, no, not phallic. <laughs> it is definitely a penis drawing on this uh, image. That's that's the Little Mermaid you know, legacy that came you know, out. Those animation. Uh, Kristen, you've been over to the uh, animation studio at uh, Disney, haven't you? Over there on Riverside. Yeah, I have. You know, you go over yep. there and you look at this building. And know what Disney's like, right. and know uh, how much of a slave driver uh, Walt Disney was, and knowing that at that time, many times they were driving in individual cells mm-hmm. to create the movie, yep, right. which was a huge effort. 
those guys were going stir crazy. So anytime they had a chance to put a little something that they could chuckle about, a little, let's call it Easter egg. <laughs> with Disney Easter egg, they would. And that stuff was, I bet you there's stuff in there that, you know, the only, the, only the animator knows about. Well, like King Features, they talked about the Betty Boop cartoons. Huh? Because they were always skirting that that uh, yeah. that issue as well. So there's always one scene. Skirting, literally. When you go slow through it, where she lifts her skirt completely up and shows you. <laughs> and, oh. But it moves so fast, you can't notice it. But it's a subliminal thing that they've done in like every Betty Boop movie. In the Rescuers Down Under, there's like yes. two or three frames where they inserted like a little uh, crop of a Playboy centerfold, like well, they were f- <laughs> waist up. Yeah, they went by like a, a building with windows, and in one of the windows, there's like yeah. a naked, half naked yeah. woman in there's the window. Literally, no way you could see it at full speed, but somehow yeah. someone noticed it one day. And... There's a lot of people with a lot of time on their hand going yeah, frame true. by frame, which is really yeah. weird looking for these <laughs> Easter eggs. That's true. God, imagine, because I mean, there are millions of frames in a movie like that. Well, well no. let's see 24 oh. frames per second, so 1,400 per minute. How many minutes would that be? Well, like 90? Geez. So 130,000. So that's a lot of frames to go through. Yeah. Kristen, are you, do you know which of the uh, housewives of Orange County was a playmate? I am not. I wouldn't be surprised if it was all of them. Oh, Jenna Keogh. <clears throat> Oh, she was. <laughs> yeah. See, was, there you go. I was thinking Look at of, how quick he's, I, he's I was, googling I, it. Right I was, now. I was thinking of somebody. Else. I was thinking of Gina. Yeah, isn't it uh, former wife? Macio. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, right. Is anybody else surprised by the yeah. fact that Ralph Basham watches the Housewives of Orange County? Well, well, we have. We, well, we, I guess in your field, we, we you're have, just keeping up on the newest trends. I'm, right? ju- I'm just keeping up. But I also, uh, my wife was sort of a. Buddy with uh, her and Marilyn uh, Marilyn Lang. So, oh. so my, my wife worked for the Playboy agency as a model when she was in Chicago. So she ran with a. So do people come to you and they're like, you know what, uh, Ralph, I want some uh, Lisa Rinna lips. Do they, do they specifically bring I, you celebrity I, I, parts? I, I, I sent I sent them down the hall to the uh, you know someplace else. That's yeah. Lisa <laughs> Poor Lisa. That and she still looks. She, she had surgery to fix that, and she still looks kind of rough. Poor thing. I just feel terrible for her. Oof. Have you seen her body? Her body's slamming. She's like 50. She looks amazing. Hey, hey, let's settle down. She's like 50. Kristen makes it sound like that's ancient. She's old. No, 50 is very now. young. She is very ripped. Young. No, she's got a better body than the average 20-year-old girl on the beach in a bikini. And how do you... And like do you just... six-pack. She, I mean, she shows it off all the time on Instagram. If I were Good for her. With a body like that, I would be naked all the time. Why not? No, settle down. You just shorted <laughs> the minds of all the men on the show for a second there, Chris. They're so like, what? Everyone goes silent. Obviously, takes really good care of herself. But she said, she's like, I'm not really that into food. And I'm like, oh, I, I love food. Yeah. You can't yeah. be like, I'm not going to really eat my today. Yeah. Oh, Kristen. You should come here. We, You know, in June, we have the white strawberries at one of our restaurants here in town. Mm. So, You ever had white that strawberries? good. Oh, they are good. No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. They're very small. Time. Maybe next uh, next June, you got to come in town and uh, you know make a per- make a live appearance here, and then you know we Settle can have some white strawberries. She starts talking about being naked, her, and suddenly you want her to come and bring eat her, white bring her guy, strawberries. Bring her guy, her. which she said she doesn't want to be because she, <laughs> you know, because it's uh, you know she not. Well, I don't want to get into that. No, 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 no. Kristen, did you see this uh, the scooter know. crash <laughs> with George Clooney? <laughs> Yes, where he goes flying. Oh my God! How did he survive that thing? I have no idea. That was a good twenty feet in the air. He's right. He was. uh, He's in Italy. He's filming that. uh, What is it? A Hulu series, uh, Catch Twenty Two. Yeah. And he he head on. Have you seen this, bro? No, but I heard about. Head on scooter hits this thing and flies in the air. Hits the ground and bounces, and now he's out walking around like nothing happened. Well, to a certain extent, that might be his physique, the fact that he's taking care of himself, and he has a sort of muscular strength of his neck, because if he landed on his head, you can snap your neck that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, oh, I think yeah. he kind of, it looks like, oh, kind of like he landed on his butt, or... Oh, good. Oh. Yeah. I know, oh, that's going to hurt yeah. in the morning. <laughs> oh, man. But he's been, uh, yeah, hit by a car, goes fly, flying good 20 feet in the air and hits the ground. 
the the security camera footage is in, is insane and in that it exists unfortunately it's far enough away that you can't you couldn't tell it's really george clooney you just see this horrific accident um but now he's out walking around like nothing and and uh is is back to filming already i gotta get that guy's like the terminator how do yeah. you how do you survive that's horribly violent looking that's right and he could have been he did he could have done the chris reeves thing if he had right. landed on his head he would probably be dead yeah. yep because didn't he say he had a helmet but it, his helmet like flew off when he got hit oh. yeah which i think means he didn't That's have it scary. buckled Strapped. or something yeah. yeah he just had it on yeah which is not enough yeah that's just like laying the father twins they're only one he should right. not be yeah that's true like that. and that's right i mean you know well, i'm sure hollywood's all over him for that right there's a lot of money they put out on on celebrities that too and i don't yeah. think he was even allowed to ride motorcycles a lot of celebrities are kept from doing any of that uh yeah, but he probably won't now, insurance wise. Yeah, yeah, but back in your cage, asset. He's 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 who he's who he is. He can get away with anything. No, but because he is who he is, they're even more careful with allowing that kind of stuff because it'll ruin a movie. You've, you're banking on a George Clooney name for a TV series. Yeah, but if he's dead, who who cares? Who does he, what does <laughs> That's he care? True. What does he care? Technically, but on a film set, the insurer may put it in the rider that he can't ride motorcycles at least yeah. while he's doing the filming. Oh, okay, from here on out. Then what happens is, is that you know, even if before he when he signed the contract to do the movie, he's riding a motorcycle. What are they going to do? Cut his pay? What? No, because they want him to continue. He said, "Oh, I'm just not going to continue with the, sh- the show. Then that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, I'll just do an average job. Just walk through this, and you got nothing." I mean, it, he's such an asset, and he's such an important part of that show or draw for the show that pff, they could care less. They, he can do whatever he wants, and they just don't care. There's no, they have no recourse. We care too much about celebrities, I think. That's right. Because, yeah, it's true that he can basically – he's one of the celebrities that can do whatever he wants because he's just that popular. Kristen, do you, do you, do you, what if your guy was riding a motorcycle? Would you be comfortable with that? Uh, no. My husband's not that coordinated, so I would not trust him on a motorcycle. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, ow. That's my problem. I, you know, I know it looks cool, but I'm just—I know who I am. Yeah, I might, that wouldn't be me. My sister, my sister had uh, a good friend of hers in high school, died on a motorcycle, and then the best friend of her brother-in-law at the time, uh, her brother-in-law had a motorcycle, and this kid decided, hey, he's going to take a little ride on the motorcycle. He rode down the dirt road. And he didn't come back, and they found him with his, you know, his head cracked open uh, next mm. to a tree, and that, you know, that sort of left a mark on me. I said, yeah, I don't know about those motorcycles. I, I just... think almost everyone knows someone, at least in the second degree, who either died or got injured on a motorcycle. Yeah. And and motorcycles, uh, there there are things that are worse than death, and yeah. motorcycles will do them to you. <clears throat> Well, and with the way everybody is now distracted driving, and in the I, state of Minnesota, going. there's no way you could get me on a motorcycle because I've, driving in a car, I don't feel safe because and people just swing into your lane without even thinking yep. about it. And and there are people yep. who have come to America that may not have gone through driver training the way we do in America. So they don't bring the skill set or and they get a driver's license and, you know, language differences, not understanding. I mean, there's many pieces to it that you have to be respectful of and... You know, and inattentive driving. I mean, I oh, oh, even a bicycle just makes my skin crawl. I'm just yeah. like really. Well, then you're you're cautious. obviously not up to Taylor Swift's uh, abilities because she got stuck in a sparkly bucket in the middle of the air <laughs> while performing, and she didn't man that out of that deal. She was viral like, too. What a, what a great sense of humor and personality, right? I mean, she's she's doing this thing. She's in this like sparkly basket, and it just stops. She's like, "Hey guys, I think I'm stuck up here," and just can, continues to kind of do her thing. <laughs> She makes me laugh. I was like, she's like, whatever. People are going to love this. She knows that people are going to like totally eat it up that she's stuck in a basket mm-hmm. and it's going to go viral and so it's, it's going to be like the biggest story on Monday. It says, while performing her recent hit, Delicate, Swift got stuck mid-air in a sparkly basket that was supposed to carry her across the stadium. Midway through the song, the singer admitted to the crowd, I'm pretty sure I'm stuck up here, but it's a nice view, though. <laughs> and then who's the celebrity that, uh, <laughs> oh, Blake Shelton, I guess, got oh. so drunk he... he he fell. Took took a pretty good fall, and then he was like baiting people online. He was getting in front of the the controversy, and he's like, "That's got to be hilarious. I got to see the footage. Who's got the footage? Put it up there." Mm-hmm. So he kind of got in front of it instead of being embarrassed by it and hoping it doesn't show up. He was like calling people out to set, to share that footage, and then talked about yeah, how so drunk when he was. Someone shared footage that was too far away. He's like, "Come on, someone has to have footage that's closer up." Well, I did. Um, I did read a news story that he is backtracking and saying he accidentally tripped over 
the violinist foot pedals. Yeah, I bet. That's what he said he tripped on, He that he wasn't drunk. It was just a joke. Well. I'm sure that his publicist was like, oh, my God, you <laughs> yep. can't see that. Because he's Shut known up. to be a pretty heavy drinker already. Well, so. yeah, if he starts falling down on stage, then venues are going to be like, I don't think so. And, yeah, there goes his revenue stream. Yeah, and insurance companies, it's going to be a little difficult. But, yeah, sometimes you try to get in front of the controversy, and I think he was trying to be proactive. Mm-hmm. And that may end up snake biting him in the end. we got to take another quick break. Stay tuned. Kristen Burt with us for another segment right here on the Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I'd been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it's as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it because I have a pretty big melon, pretty big head, and my pillow will prop it right up. I can get my neck aligned and I sleep very well because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for my listeners. My pillow is offering buy one my pillow and get another absolutely free. Don't delay. Order now. This offer expires August 1st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code TOM. Call 1-800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I've been here over a year now. It's going great. That's right. Most everything I do at Priority Courier Experts is local same-day deliveries. Home for dinner every night. I was just looking for something different. I kept seeing those trucks everywhere, so I gave them a call. Yep, Minnesota's largest same-day delivery company with 500 professional drivers working for customers every day. We are busy. It sure is a lot of vehicles. I guess 21 years as Minnesota's proven same-day leader provides a lot of opportunity for drivers like me. And the more I drive, the more I make. Ah, Go figure. Transportation is a rock-solid career choice. Freight moves the world. Always has and always will. Priority is hands down the best move I ever made. Great hours, great pay, and great life. I just called 651-748-4477. They can answer all your questions right over the phone. Getting started is easy. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Blake Shelton for you. <laughs> Thank you for introducing. I would have not had a clue who that was. Rip, rip, but what rip, person? Rip, rip. But what person on stage who performs on stage hasn't hasn't been a little bit high or a little bit drunk or a yeah, little bit really. of both? Jim Morrison, for instance. How did he even move on stage? <laughs> I don't know. Janis Joplin, right? Yeah. Oh, a lot of people. But then you've got the Grateful Dead. <laughs> I've I've read Deadheads. They'll they love the show whether it's good or bad. But ninety eight percent of the time they were bad, and they're fully admitted this was just a crap band. And and what they did live is it was all about the drug. It had nothing to do with actually the the talent of the band. And Tom's told the story. The chucker the chucker's comment is says what what is the what does the dead the deadhead fan uh, say when they wake up from their high? Says, What's what that is horrible, horrible sound? Yeah. We have a caller. We do. All right. Who, who's our caller? Hello? That's Hi. A... Hi, who's this? Joe from Louisville. Oh, it's Joe. Joe, hey, welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? Uh, I just uh, listening to you all talking about distracted drivers. Yeah. Um, as many of you know, Melian and I drove back to Minnesota and... There was one car we followed for about 50 miles that was swerving and swerving back and forth from lane to lane. We finally got up next to it, and it turns out the dude that was driving was texting while he was driving. Of course he was. <laughs> Should have like called the cops. Yeah, on that's them. what I do, and I've noticed people that are like that. I'll get, I'll back up again behind him and give a call to the cops and just say, "Hey, this car's all over the road, and the mm-hmm. guy's obviously texting while he's doing this." Yeah. And if that doesn't work, yeah, I just what... text the cops while I'm driving <laughs> to let them know that that's going on. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous out there. Could you? That's why riding a motorcycle to me just seems like this is the worst time in history. Unless you are Tom Cruise in a Mission Impossible movie, I just don't see being able to. Right. To motorcycle safely, people are just well. People don't care anyway, and it's they're distracted driving by normal things. And then you add to it the goofballs that are texting and and doing other stupid stuff with their phones. Uh, yeah, 
motorcycles, uh, that's got to be the, the scariest point in history now mm-hmm. for any rider out there. Yeah. That's why when Cassie asked me, you know, what kind of motorcycle I have, I, I, I won't ride. Uh, I'd like to get a trike, but still, I won't, I, I won't ride. There's too many stupid people on the road. That's true. That's true. Thanks, uh, thanks for calling in, Joe, from Louisville. We appreciate it. Hey, Kristen, I, have you heard about this Hollywood scam that's going on? Um, scam. There, there's somebody that's impersonating Kathleen Kennedy and Amy Pascal. I think I'm going to call Kristen. There we go. You're probably aware that you can't add people to calls anymore on Skype. Oh, man. Yeah. Skype's getting a lot of negative press on our show lately, and it kind of deserves it. So, Kristen, call back. <laughs> yeah. What's this? Well, we can talk right. about Right. Well, here, here's what's going on. I was just brought to, this was just brought to my attention. It said, let the summer of scam continue. A mysterious woman has been impersonating top-level female executives in Hollywood, including Amy, or producer Amy Pascal and Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. Mm. An investigation from The Hollywood Reporter exposes the long-running grift in which a woman has been impersonating powerful entertainment execs, Kennedy and Pascal, along with billionaire producer and philanthropist Gigi Pritzker, former Paramount head Sherry Lansing, a 20th Century Fox CEO Stacy Snyder, and Homeland producer Leslie Linka-Gladder, she had reportedly manipulated hairstyles, stuntmen, military advisors, photographs, uh, photographers, and cinematographers into traveling to Indonesia to work on a secret project. Once they arrived, they were asked to cough up a few thousand dollars, told that they'd be reimbursed, and then she ghosted them. The woman is thought to have collected hundreds of thousands of dollars from this con. One particularly wild part of the scam, while interviewing several military advisors for a potential project, according to the Hollywood Reporter source, who says he rebuffed her advances, the woman has talked military operators into Skype sex. Victims have uh, contacted authorities about the scam, but because the money they gave up was in small amounts, usually less than $3,000, there's very little that can be done. I like how that's a small amount in Hollywood. Right. Some of the executives have, executives have retained high-end corporate investigations uh, firm K2 Intelligence, but there are very few leads. Although, according to uh, the Hollywood Reporter, K2 investigators believe the impersonator may be Asian. People who have spoken with her say that they can detect very slight markers in her diction uh, that point is, uh, point to Asian nationality behind what she's doing. And I guess there's there's recordings, and she's very smooth with making these deals and getting people over there. Don't you wow. think you would? How do you convince somebody to come over to Indonesia and oh. to do this? And you're not paying their flight. You're not doing anything. You you would think most of these people have their way paid for before they even you know consider making it, the trip. Everybody wants to be on TV. Yep. Everybody wants to be in the movies in any way possible. They want to be around the Hollywood stars. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, someone would impersonate. Uh, uh, um, the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Oh, people would just fawn over them. Oh, oh yes. Well, let me get out there. I know we'll take a meeting out there. Blah 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 blah. blah. Oh well, you, you know, it's, you're gonna have to do this. You're gonna have to do this. You know, they, they, they'll do anything if it's easy like that. They just, it just that's what drives it because there's this this fascination for uh, well Hollywood elite, which really represent our royalty. They really Here. do. Same kind of thing. What would you, you know, if the if someone was impersonating the Queen of England, says, would you come and have tea with us? I mean, you'd do anything for that. People do anything for that. Like and, when someone impersonated the Queen calling an Australian <laughs> hospital or whatever. Yeah. One of the royals was in the hospital, and someone called in impersonating the Queen. It was a horrible impersonation. It was like a cartoon Hello, character. For, yeah, I'd like to speak exactly. to the <laughs> This is Elizabeth. You can call me Queenie. Mm-hmm. And they actually, the other... Uh, the guy on the radio started like barking, and then she was like, "Calm down, corgis!" And it was oh. like, and the woman still fell for it. So there's a lot of very gullible wow. people out there. And but the, the, and they will uh, they will uh, suspend disbelief. Yep. Or suspend reality, like when you go to a movie, mm-hmm. to to really want to be part of it. I mean, anything for that. That that's what really is interesting about uh, being near people who are, are famous or anything like that. It's just, All right, I, I understand that aspect. But if if I contact you and I say I'm Kathleen Kennedy, and and I'm trying to get you over there, but then you know what? You sound really kind of attractive. Are you up for a little Skype sex? 
Wouldn't that yeah. kind of ring a few bells for you that maybe this isn't no. Kathleen Kennedy? Because men, no, <laughs> because no. because men that, does that happen to you a lot? Or Ralph, a lot or of you know that's a, that's kind of that's a bit that's a bit of the reverse. That's a bit of reverse um, sexual me harassment. Too. Yeah. Me too, or me too, because they view this person as someone in power, and if she wants to have sex, hey, well, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Says maybe I can get you know a little bit closer to her, uh, and oh, maybe this will all work out. Maybe then I will be on TV. So they will do anything. It is it's all wrapped up into that same bundle, that same uh, fascination. Hey, you're right. You would think you know when you really think it through. After the fact, you go, oh yeah, yeah that was kind of stupid. But when you when people are in the moment and they're thinking that way, they want that. You know what makes it even way. scarier, especially because she's talking to some government <laughs> contractors and and ex military and experts. If she's now got them doing things on film, yeah. Well, oh, the fleecing continues. I yeah. wonder I, how many how many of those cases are we going to find out about, or because of who the person is, are they going to bury that and just pay the fee and and that'll be the end and, of it? And you know, you you some of your career is based on conspiracy theory. Does not does not deny that. Could this be could this be an actual active act by the Chinese government or another Asian government to get that information, put these people in compromised positions so they can use that as an intelligence source? Who knows? Whoa. Whoa. You've taken it to a dark place. Dark, dark. Well, Here, I just thought it was fleecing for money, but right now all of a sudden they've got military personnel who they've got the well, uh, the ball over them. They're able to actually maybe get some information and intel. That would be, that'd be plural of ball. Treason, right. <laughs> So is say. Kristen back with us, or is she? She has not called back. Oh, I'm right. guessing she, she got go. sick of it. Yes, she got sick of it. She's so like, here's I hate. Here's here's some interesting news that came out too. You know, there's been this big deal, and and everybody's so uh, um, sensitive now towards any iterations of of racial slurs or slants, even mm-hmm. impl- you know implied that may not have been implied. Mm-hmm. But now you have Hulk Hogan who's returning. His his suspension has been lifted from the WWE. And he's allowed back in, and what you know, he was using the N word, slinging it around. Uh-huh. Oh, is, is that why he was suspended? Yes, and they they kind of cut ties with him and and ended it. Now I understand that that's a different form. That's entertainment sports. It's not, you know, NHL, well, it's NFL, it's not, NBA. It's not a sport. It's an activity, which is an entertainment activity. You know, and and when you look at it, it's it's a it's um, theatric acrobatics. Yeah. Which I, I think is a wonder, wonderfully entertaining. It's a wonderful thing, and I, I think it's the best thing, particularly since they've really kind of been honest about that that part of it. But as far as a, a physical fitness and as far as uh, being an athlete, I'll tell you what, there's not many that match those guys. I'm curious, what do you think when somebody's having a private conversation with somebody they know, love, or mm-hmm. trust, and that person happens to be recording it, should that be held against them or make them accountable in the public eye? No. If I were, if I were to sling the N-word around and, you know, in public, right, and I made those comments, sure, I mean, you, you should. But if, if somebody, you know, I, I'm calling you and, man, I got cut off by this N guy in the car, and Ralph, it, it pissed me off, and then, you know, you play it, should that upend the career of somebody because they had or, a private conversation or in that sense and it isn't something that they publicly portray that did was uh, the papa john's guy yeah right he that was, was ridiculous out. now was right, that a recording a, was that right. a recording or would people just say he said it yeah that's the thing is they don't even have proof someone just said he said it and he lost his job said he said it and you know and, and they said it they say so it's as a white person, you can't use it in any context. So you couldn't you, you couldn't say, yep. "Oh, this word was used in Mark Twain." They referred to Jim right. in this way. You can't use that. Why? Why not? Because that's what Mark Twain wrote. That was an expression of the times. He was totally and set up. We have to remember those times because they were horrible, and you have to understand the the horrific nature of the context of that word when white people used it. I mean, I, I grew up with with that, and it was. It was it was the most demeaning thing you could say to anybody, and right. you could you know even if you're referring to someone from Italy or some from Eastern Europe. I mean, I heard it all when I was growing up as a kid, and that was a reality. So you need to keep that in context, to understand that. I don't think kids these days understand. Right. Just they say, oh, it's bad, but they don't understand why. They don't understand that historic significance, no, and it's very no important to know that. Really important to know that. So that or it has to be used in certain contexts so to teach people. That's why the kids should read these books. They say, well, gee, how come he's using this word? Well, that's the way it was. Understanding context takes thought, and they don't want to think. Well, in the case of uh, John uh, from Papa John's, he used the N-word in a conference call. So if— Was it it recorded? 
I don't know if it was recorded. I don't know if it was like a business conference call or. It was a conference have... call with potential advertisers. Okay, well, you don't use that language <laughs> with potential advertisers. And, and those so... advertisers, maybe that's what came with the advertiser said. We heard him say this. We're not going to advertise with you. Well, then, mm-hmm. then you're you're toast. But to just for him to say, oh, he said that. And we're not going to advertise. Well, where's your proof? Was it recorded? Mm-hmm. I mean, you need you need some sort of proof to move ahead. You well, know, I'm this... guessing that they had that because oh, he would be slinging think? a lawsuit think. right now. But or uh... maybe not. You know, the, you know, corporate. Uh, you know, if someone had a Me Too kind of a um, well, allegation. You know, the, you know, people. Oh no, you're gone. Bye. Tom. Yeah. Tom reported. Uh, well, it was in the news, but I remember Tom covering the story probably about ten years ago. There was a politician who got railroaded because they used the term niggardly. Yep. In a conversation, and they're like, you can't, and blah, blah, blah. And the word has nothing to do, no context with it, and was railroaded out and, and just torn apart in the media. And, and they're like, you do realize this word has nothing to do with the connotation you're referring to it. And they're like, well, then you should have used any other word. And he's like, but this is a real word. <laughs> this isn't, I didn't make this word up and I'm not, That's ass, right. uh, you know, assigning it to mean something other than what it was meant to be. And, and that became like a big deal that okay because that word appears within a word does that now make it you yeah, know, a word within a word that's right how, how uneducated are we as a people i understand sensitivity and hypersensitivity because we want to try to drop the escalation factor and you want to just right. try to try to treat with respect but before flying off the handle in some of these cases should we you know th- this how hard is it to research what the word meant before you went on the attack so it would have been better if you would have used the neologism of Nigardly referring to someone from Niger. <laughs> right, but, but it still had nothing to do with that, Niger. right? Oh, and you remember what it – it's, it's a, it like means, a cowardly act well, or something, like right? being cheap Yeah, it's or, being cheap. Yeah, just like being cheap. Um, oh, we should look – we've got to look this up. Not this. generous. So what is the Perfect etymology? The next, next. The etymology. Entomo- no, etymology. Right. Entomology, entomology is in <laughs> Yeah. Uh, comes from Nigon. Which is a Middle English word, which it doesn't say what that means, which is not helpful. Nigon. But where does the, where does the uh, African country name come from? Niger. Oh, yeah. Right, but this, again, still had no, uh, this has no connection to that realm or to that world the way they were using it. I but know. Well, Niger just means black in Latin. So. Ooh. Ooh. Strange. All right. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got more stories to report on. Uh, we also have a guest joining us in the next segment. Uh, sounds interesting. When you, how is it dealing with people that are hard to deal with? Oh, co-workers. It says, I hate your Boy, face. I hate by your face. Connie O'Reese. We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> in the next, uh, next hour. Stay tuned. This is the Tom Bernard Show.